Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after party for people who want just a little more. Hello, everybody listening. This is Steph, obviously. Don't know why I told you that. Uh, I am flying solo today. Jason is fallen into the fun place where many of us have been, which is working retail at Christmas. And I know my guest today can also say a little prayer for him this week, (laughs) working those late nights. But alas, we have to continue because there is a lot to celebrate with our guest today. Today's guest is another who has been on our interview hit list from the beginning, and Jason and I have been so lucky to be able to witness firsthand the development of her sound and artistry over the last few years. Last year saw the release of her debut solo single, Bubbles, followed by Sister, a gorgeous duet with her own sister, which, once again, was featured in my most listened to songs of 2022. It's an exciting week for my guests as tomorrow we'll see the release of In Person, a nostalgic yet vulnerable track about translating one's real life self into the digital age. In the digital age. The irony that we're recording this via video link, by the way, is not lost on me. (laughs) Along with the track is a music video that left me beaming. I even had to text her to say how happy it made me to watch. It transported me back to the days of watching music videos on C4, and I'm so excited for you all to see it. Please welcome to Kick Ons, Miss Zoe Moon. Yay! Hi, guys! Woo! <laughs> oh my god, that introduction literally was so hard to stay quiet. I don't even think I succeeded. I was just like giddy. <laughs> Thanks so much. Steph. I like a little. I like a little cross pollination. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> I like that. Made me more excited about the song. <laughs> you sold it to me. Yay! <laughs> well. Oh my gosh, so many thoughts. The first thing is that this song is a song that you wrote years ago and that like you've been playing in your set for years. Yeah, that's true. How does it feel to be on like the eve of releasing it? It feels massive because I think it's like, it's almost like the end of me not believing that my music is important. Like I can't justify that thought anymore because it's out there it's exciting. I'm proud of it. Um, I've seen also, it's like, it's, I, I think releasing music is sort of like my equivalent sensation to like sending children to college or something. It's like, I raised this baby, <laughs> I, you know, like I took this baby on a, well, I suppose this, this is uh, maybe terrible parenting, but I took this baby out on the town. <laughs> to gigs and like and connected it with like different people and I saw the impact this baby has in terms of making people just feel joyful and dance and like let go of that little layer of like self-criticism and just like let themselves like enjoy the shows and that's what I wanted the song to do 
for me initially and then seeing that it had that power to do that for other people I was like all right this needs to this needs to be something that people can have access to whenever and I need to send my kid off to college aka release my song (laughs) (laughs) I love that (laughs) when I saw you it must have been like a month or two ago now um I noticed immediately the production sounded different I think you had it on a a, a boot? Oh, that uh, no, I ha- so I was playing uh, uh, SP404. So, uh, so, so, yeah, so my drummer and I both play two different samplers. So he has some of the samples, most of the samples on his SP404, and then I have a Roland 404 sampler that I play some of the samples, and I run the vocal effects on. And basically it's like beat machines. And sampling machines, <laughs> yes, <laughs> not quite looping. Because yes, yes. I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, each to their <laughs> own. I like to hear like, uh, com- like a, a, a completely finished arrangement. I feel like looping's really good for showing like the process of building something. I like to hear like the song, in its final like graduated form let's extend this metaphor as much as i can (laughs) (laughs) so how did like how has the song changed can you take me back to when you first wrote it and yeah i guess it's journey it's life through through high school oh gosh high school was definitely like there were some awkward phases um like the acne (laughs) phase was definitely like the goofy acne phase was definitely the beginning of it it was all actually just vocals at the top so like the first version of the demo was just like layers and layers of beat i can't believe it but um beatboxing and and singing the bass line because i have a really low voice and so i pushed it like how low could i do it and like layer it and if I added this effect to it could I make it sound kind of like a bass like I was trying to emulate the instruments initially and I was sort of trying to make the middle range of my voice on the sound like horns and then like and then the top I was just sort of trying to make it sound like piano parts and it was just like a whole bunch of vocals at the top and Amazing. yeah, there was just a full on acapella version of it, which I still think is pretty dope. It's like definitely nerdier. It definitely probably is going to have more trouble finding a date to prom. But um, <laughs> but it's also like potentially there's like a special like special little nugget of joy that you can only be found in just hearing those like vocal loops, those OG vocal loops. And then from from that point, then. Because I wrote it in New York, and then when I moved back to New Zealand, I, like, I was trying to figure out a set to play and build up my repertoire. And I was like, well, what if I play this like acapella jam, and then I teach it to the band? What's it going to sound like? And then when the band played it, I was like, oh my god, this translates to like full rhythm section really, really, really well. And then played that with them for a while. And then like when I got into the studio, I just had this like feeling like... It was missing one last thing, and I was like, I need horns. Like, it needs a horn part, and that's the newest part that no one would have heard until the single dropped, which is the horn arrangement that I did, and that was played by the incredible Louisa and Jack and Gareth. Um, 
they crushed in the studio and sounded amazing. And yeah. And so now it's like this full on massive track. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you played it with the full band. Oh like, like... yeah. I definitely want to actually. Okay. If we're talking fantasies, I have this fantasy about actually playing it without the track, but actually having like a choir, like a full on choir, sing all the sections and then King homeboy who does the beatboxing on the track doing it and then like my band playing piano and guitar and bass and then like literally make, doing it from its smallest just acapella vocals point to its biggest like full horn section maybe even coming up with a string part because I'm ambitious as all I'm like yes. hella ambitious <laughs> Yes, let's manifest. Uh, I want to so badly. Hopefully, maybe this maybe this will manifest that happening by like putting it out in the universe. Yes. Maybe somebody will be like, you know what? Yes. I will daddy warbucks that right now. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> hoping. Yes, hoping. The the themes of in person. Yes. It's to me. It reads as well. You quite basically, literally say, hey. I'm not great with this stuff. I'm actually better in person yeah. and you should come here and listen and I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. I feel like with my lyrics, like there I've gone through phases of writing songs where I'm like holding my meanings really close and I'm like sort of crafting them in ways where like you couldn't possibly understand the depth of me. And then like in this song I'm like, I'm spelling it out pretty openly like I am better off in person and it's just it's actual and it's factual I really struggle like it's amazing that I've like chosen to be a musician because like a lot of doing this is like writing emails and and sending texts and giving like written direction and like and, and being on the comms and doing all this admin and I swear to god maybe like I am like not muscularly like it's like a muscle I don't have <laughs> and I'm not good at it I'm not good at it I've had to build strategies and tactics to translate the fact that I'm like a good talker mm. to like dictating on the phone more for things or like finding workarounds to get better at expressing in that way like I always feel like that's like how people read what I write isn't what I said or like the emojis I use. Mm, it's probably not quite the right one or like, or just even just like, <laughs> even just like, even just like my email tone sometimes because I get nervous. Like I'll be like too official and too rigid. And then they'll think that I'm like cold and mean. And it's like, no, I was just nervous. <laughs> like I just, it just, it just does not compute. I sort of disagree because I think you're great Aww. and I've been communicating with you. And, but that's because I that's because I'm biased. Also, I know you, so I feel like you get a version of me that's a lot more confident because we know each other, and I yeah. feel like that makes me feel like okay, cool, I I can be myself. But when I'm nervous that I can't be myself, then me trying to like be myself in the right way makes a mess. I suppose. Do you know what I mean? Trying to be yourself and express yourself in a way where you're forcing it to be understood or trying to force it to be understood usually just means that you're like tense 
and like overthinky and like second guessy and yeah <laughs> I do that I can go down the anxiety wormhole pretty quick <laughs> well it's it's a vulnerability right? yeah because it's like hey like I'm actually putting all of myself out here yeah every time you go out of your way to do anything that makes you uncomfortable you're putting yourself yeah you're making yourself vulnerable to whatever comes back. Yeah, and also I think that there is so much deeply, like, ritualistic culture in terms of how people text or how people IM or DM or whatever. Like, there's all these, like, no's and yeses and do's and don'ts that are, like, culturally informed that end up becoming kind of, like, performative and ritualistic. And if those things don't, like, embody, like what it is that you actually want to express or how it is that you actually want to relate to people, you, you, you end up at a loss. And that's where I think the song's really relatable because I think the, the, the like stereotypical expectation of like, Oh, and then you don't text them, but every four hours for replies or like little like rules like that. Like, I feel like those rules mm-hmm. are for some people. And then sometimes we'll actually just make a lot of other people just be like, oh, you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> okay, fine. Right? You know, like, like, <laughs> it, that, like the, it's like an I before E except after C rule. And then it's like out here with like a I before E and it's after a D. And then you're like, wait, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm here with, I mean, I'm on, it's all school <laughs> analogies, college, spelling, <laughs> graduation. Oh, God. Well, I do want to bring up Barbershop. Oh, my God. Because you mentioned it in your, in your bio, and I'm like, hang on, I've known this girl for years, and I don't think we've ever talked about our shared Barbershop I may have left that out. <laughs> okay, no, I am a proud Barbershopper, okay? I was in quartet. I was in choir. I definitely wore a sequined vest at one point in my oh, life and a tie. Old. And <laughs> I, I, I know the exact bass part of Mr. Sam. Boom, 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 boom. Oh my God. Boom, boom, we did Mr. Boom, Sam. Boom, 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 boom. Like, oh man. I am a nerd, basically. And. I own that about myself. I'm a music nerd, and part of that included barbershop choir. And I remember getting really competitive about it, actually. I remember going to regionals and being like, well, their song's generic. Our song's more unique. (laughs) Like, I remember, like, being a bit cutthroat for a minute, like, when I was, like, a teenager, just like, no, I must be the best barbershopper in the land. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't, but I really wanted to be. It's a whole nother world. They that could be a great mockumentary. Oh my god! Like oh my god! Like, like I suppose if if they could figure out a way to make it not Glee, <laughs> yeah, or pitch perfect. right, then I would watch the hell out of that show. <laughs> I'd be so I think angry. like almost more real life. More, are you thinking like more real life or more like Napoleon Dynamite meets Barbershop? Oh, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. That sounds. I good. would watch that movie. Like that style of film, <laughs> but it's like about a barbershop choir or a barbershop quartet <laughs> trying to find themselves. That would be iconic. Oh man, I would love to do the like music direction for that. 
<laughs> okay. We'll put that on the manifest list. On the manifest list. list. <laughs> yes, try to send that idea off to college. <laughs> Okay, so I need to know about your songwriting process because all of your songs, I feel like, well, I don't know, but like to me, Bubbles came from a very specific time, place, yeah. going through, in person is obviously something you'd written earlier. Mm. Um, I guess when I am writing, I want to serve the song. The rule starts with like, serve the song, what's best for the song? And there's different, like, there are different ways that that happens because, like, first it's like, I want to tell a story because that's the part of, of, I guess, writing songs that really excites me, like telling stories and finding that balance between like finding like universal truths that like have a certain like poignancy in the air that like different people can connect to in different ways and find their own like uses for in different ways but then at the same time that expresses something completely authentic of me without like closing it off to just being about me if that makes sense so it's like striking that balance between like sharing that truth versus expressing my own truth in it and that's like some some that's like a kind of conversation that I'm really interested in and my process I guess it's like yeah again it's like serving the song like and more practically, like, if I'm stuck, I'll, you know, make a loop of the chords or I'll make a loop of, like, something I've been humming or strumming or, like, a, a beat that I, like, you know, put together in a very, very novice level. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it, that just captures the, like, core feeling that I'm thinking of and then like I'll just go for walks or I'll dance listening to her just so that I I can separate the process of like creating from editing because like a really good friend of mine taught me that the part of your brain that edits is like on a completely different side of your brain than the part of your brain that creates and they can't function at the same time so like you can't make something whilst you're trying to make something perfect You'll just keep stopping and starting and stopping and starting. So in order to avoid, because I'm so self-critical, I hold myself to a really high standard. I, you know, I, there are a lot of references I take in and it can all just become noise. So in order to just get like a pure distillation of like that feeling that I want to describe from inside and get it out and protect that process in itself, I just like start with like a the first sort of rough patch of the idea and then for piecing the lyrics together I'll like walk around so that I don't even have enough physical energy to judge it whilst making it (laughs) and I can just come up with ideas and then after I'll take a pause and then I'll go back to it and then I'll refine those ideas and that's the other part of my brain you know editing it and improving it and that's a big part of my process and sometimes like Bubbles. Bubbles was one of those songs that just came complete. It was weird. I just like knew the song and then I just had to put it down. And that happens every once in a while. That does happen every once in a while. And yeah, and then like after the main part of the song, then I like tweak it and perfect it and edit it further. But some songs really do come pretty, pretty full. In person, it's been like a long build, but it's like this song that could be 
really, really simple and small, or it could be massive. And I've gone big, and I decided massive <laughs> for this one. Massive. You have gone big. You have gone big. That kind of leads me to the video. Oh, uh, yeah. Which, like, for me, I just was like, it's not, but this is just so savage and aradna right now. Ah! Like, it just took me, like, it took me there to being, like, a kid yes! watching C4. Yeah, it's it's simple, you know. Like there's yeah. a lot going on, but it's simple. Yeah, exactly. Well, I haven't made a Zoe Moon, like a purely Zoe Moon music video. Like I've made other music videos, and I've been in other music videos, but this is like the Zoe Moon music video. So like basically, for everyone who isn't in, like Poneke or like I didn't go to school with, or who isn't like my mom and my cousins and my sister is coming to my gigs <laughs> uh, like it's like hey <laughs> this is that person that you've seen on that bill but don't know who it is so it's like an introduction of me so like you know there's that and there's also like I just really wanted to like pay homage there that era is like where I'm from that's what I grew up watching I grew up watching like Sierra and <laughs> Aaliyah and like I grew up being obsessed with Blackstreet and Maya and like Missy Elliott was my queen and <laughs> like like 90s 90s and video games and and music video culture like I I was that kid watching the TV like wanting to do that wanting to be that and but like if I was gonna do it this time at this stage for this song, it just had to be something that was like quite unguarded and imperfect mm. as well. And like yeah, there had to be like a sort of silliness and a playfulness as well. Because I remember trying to become like something perfect to try to be able to do those things, you know? And mm. at this point in my life and in my career, like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I, and for this song in particular, it was just so important that it was, it wasn't like a perfect curation of expression, but that it was like, it was like kind of silly and playful and it caught those moments in between where like I'm laughing at myself and, and like accepted it and loved it just as much as the parts that are really cool and graceful and fun and, and skillful or whatever. Like, you know, like I wanted both of those things in the video. Yeah. I would I would use the word uninhibited. Yes. Like at the end when you're dancing, yes. I was like, this is the Zoe that I maybe don't know, but I know <laughs> is there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yes. Well that's who I was when I was a kid. I remember I remember being that kid who just like would listen to music and just dance, even if it was really socially awkward and inappropriate. <laughs> Like, I I remember, like, growing up and I would, like, listen to, like, all the songs in, um, well, in Kauai, where I was born, there, there, we had a Borders in, like, the center hub in Lihue, like, in, like, the center of town, and that's basically, like, the place where you could bump into anybody from the island if you want to, like, be social, and inside the Borders, there was, like, this, I swear the story gets to a point, I swear, um, inside the Borders, there was, like, 
the this like listen you know those old like places listening booths that you had in the 90s where like you had like all the headphones and like you had like all the places where you could like go through all the cds so i would spend hours there as like an eight-year-old as a seven-year-old as like i would just spend hours listening to everything that i could listen to but i would actually like sing out loud and dance but i'm in the middle of like a store like it it was not cute it was it was not funny it was incredibly embarrassing and i should have been so embarrassed but i just wasn't i just loved the music and i was just like gonna be silly and let myself enjoy it and then, and i wanted this video to be like that aspect of me just somebody who just like enjoys things with abandon i love that i love the styling as well thank you a denim dream if i (laughs) oh yes the denim monster we named it the denim monster (laughs) so that's um the styling is the combination of forces between myself and beth thibault my darling wife my (laughs) my wife not my actual wife but my work wife (laughs) uh i'm not so lucky to call her my real life wife (laughs) um um, uh, yeah we um we worked really hard on the styling we had a lot of fun we both um share an enthusiasm for denim that's actually just out of control and not very functional (laughs) for like where to put things but very functional for coming up with like 25 piece layered denim outfits (laughs) together it's so iconic honestly <laughs> oh, and your makeup you. like the yes yes so like the 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 vision for like what I wanted came from me but then like I am lucky enough to have Jeeva Mahal as a sister who like literally blessed my hair with those braids like it felt like she was casting some spells with those braids they're so if you look at the lines of the braids that she gave me they're so beautiful like and then like and then the makeup like her execution of that makeup it's like legendary i Mm -hmm. i i like have a plethora of ideas but i do not have her level of experience and application like she beat my face for the gods (laughs) she beat my face for the gods I love it. I kind of wanted to ask, I mean, you're from a very musical family. Uh, You've been traveling as a touring musician for years. Mm. Are there people that you particularly go to when you're in that creative space? Or maybe if you're not and you need like a, hey, help me get back here. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, The creative space, I am, I'm pretty, I'm blessed with a sense of direction there. Where I struggle is like, okay, the business side and the like, how do I cope with the fact that I'm a person and I'm being treated like a product? Like there's certain challenges in in the doing of it. And it's that conversation, it's the same conversation in the song a little bit. It's like, how do I take this thing of soul, of the soul work? How do I take this thing of my spirit and, you know, turn it into something that makes money or something that's quantifiable or that's something, how do I package it in a way that I can send it through the airwaves so that everyone else can listen to it? How do I, how do I DM my spirit to another being? Like, I don't know. And so like figuring out methods of like communicating that whilst maintaining 
who I am and the complexity of who I am and how I express myself and the stories that I want to tell, like that takes a lot of, like, I really find it incredibly helpful to have sounding boards. Mm. Um, I, and I turn to like lots of different people. Like I turn to my sister diva. I turn to my brother. I turn to my friends. Like recently I've definitely turned to my friend, Chris Weddy a lot. Um, Throughout this process, James Goldsmith was, like, my rock. (laughs) Um, I turn to my friend Estier. I turn – sometimes I – like, sometimes you want somebody who knows you really, 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 really well and can, like, interrupt when you're doing, like, a pattern of yourself that, like, is destructive and be like, you're doing it again. (laughs) You know? And sometimes you want to talk to somebody that doesn't know you super well and can see what what you are right now and respond to it without the baggage of like you know so like you need different things on different days i i i rely on feedback a lot so and i like everyone in my inner circle in my world like i think they all have valuable insight because music is for everybody and it, 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 you know there's always something important that people in your life can offer but then also like making what this process of actually making music and putting it out and and directing videos <laughs> and, and, and and art directing and all of these things like doing stuff like that has taught me is to trust my instincts which is huge because I don't as somebody who suffers from like pretty brutal like anxiety disorder trusting my instincts is very hard there's a whole plethora of like obstacles to do that but like as far as my creative vision like when I didn't it did not like it didn't go well and when I did it went really really well and that became like a rule that since this working on this project I've been living by on like other projects on future projects to come and it's just made things get progressively better just like if I feel this way it's for a reason like deciding that like your feelings are valuable information instead of like oh you know you're just feeling this like dismissing them or deciding that it's something that is a distraction from being productive like I feel this way that means this like that it's productive and valuable information like that is a huge huge thing for me at this point learning that only comes with age i think yeah like gross and clean yeah it's true though and you have to mess you do like i hear myself saying things that like my the grown-ups when i was a kid had said and i'm just like vom but like also like no like you have to trust yourself you do because once you really learn that conversation with yourself that trust with yourself then you can express that inner thing externally and that's a huge part of the process of creating like pulling from within and manifesting it palpably outwardly like so much trust in self is required and visualization and like you have to decide that that feeling that begins the process is something real to make it something real mm-hmm. and I've really been able to do that more and more and the more I do that the more 
I don't know, the more settled and confident I feel in certain ways. And then there's definitely a thousand days where I'm like, I'm learning everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot of those. God, there's a lot of those for everyone. It's it's so tricky because it's like New like New Zealand, Aotearoa, most artists are doing it themselves. Like mm. and it's fucking tough. And like this goes back to the amazing like you getting funding is so amazing, but like how many times did you have to go through that process and how brutal was it every time, you know? And like it's just it sucks because all I see are these amazing people that I want to be like doing the thing and yeah so like the day like we just have to always no matter what you're doing sit yeah. in like the pride try and yeah. be proud of yourself sit in the like yeah. people telling you you're doing a good job yeah I know because it's really easy like I think it's not that culturally it's not culturally the norm to be like somebody says oh my god that's so amazing and like reply I know <laughs> like that's not the way yeah. it's not how it's done that's that's very LA <laughs> you know that's very New York like you can definitely like somebody can be like oh my god you're so amazing and in, 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 in LA in New York like you meet people who are like yeah I know but like in New Zealand if somebody's like you're so amazing you're like oh no 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 and like I think after a certain amount of oh no 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 like you learn to really think oh no like it's nothing like you you sort of deflate and like sort of you kind of take you take a little bit of the air a little bit of the steam out of the excitement around like when you get a cool opportunity or when you do something that's really worth being proud of or when you create something that like you worked really hard on and it does really well like it's almost like you feel guilty for that pride sometimes here I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. that could just be me projecting on New Zealand and being like it's New Zealand but it's actually something that I do <laughs> but like <laughs> um, <laughs> but like yeah and I I I want to break that habit and I want to like and it's not really about doing it with other people it's about with yourself like taking you're right taking that time to be like you know what I really like what I made and I'm really proud and I want to sit with this thing because you sit with the critique of it and you sit with the challenges of it and you sit with the failures of it so much. You, you ought to at least schedule out like, you know, a little bit of time after like years and years and years of struggle and, and you know, self-critique to be like, you know, also, this is awesome. And I'm proud. Well, as a fan of your music, I can say it it is a true act of service. And if anyone out there gets the chance to see Zoe perform live, please, please go. It's uh, when I saw you recently. I think I said to you, like it. It was just so nice to hear those songs again, and Aww. I'm so excited for people to, if they haven't already been introduced to you, be introduced to you through in person. And it's. It's a very sophisticated and, um, yeah, it's very graduatory. Is that a word? Graduatory. I'm into it. (laughs) It's my graduation party, baby. Now, one moment that we do on the podcast each episode, Zoe, is we have a mantra that, so I'm going to say it by myself, which is going to be in cringe, but it has a point. So the (laughs) mantra is 
2001 to 2008, there ain't a song that we hate. Meaning, we take a second to celebrate, reminisce on the time that was 2001 to 2008 musically, but also just as a feeling, you know? It doesn't yeah. have to fit within those, yeah. that particular time period. We would love you to add a song to the playlist. I almost feel like we could add in person because it has, like, that soul to it. <laughs> but coming you. from you, Miss Moon, with love, what are you oh adding? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm adding... Lose control, Missy Elliott and Sierra. Yeah. Because that video changed my life. That video changed my life. That video oh changed my, my life. It was two women who, like, at the time were, like, the first. Well, not the first, but they were two women not presenting, like, not super femme. They were presenting in such a strong way and in a dynamic way. And like the video and the shifts and the dancing and the control uh, of their movement and the expression of their movement and like, oh, my brain just like set on fire. So the fashion as well. The fashion as well. <laughs> Come on, like pioneers all the way. I'm now remembering that like a group that did stage challenge at my school used that song and I'm questioning how that was allowed. Oh my God. (laughs) It's also like really hard. Like the tempo of that song, like I remember trying to like keep up with it. It's like loose. It's like, it's the like arpeggiated pattern. And it's so up tempo. Like it's all go. I really love that. That's my song that I'm adding to. Thank you. Thank you. I mean I am so excited as I've said a million times already um, to hear the song through Spotify and whatever other platform yes on Friday try and sit in there and just feel how proud we are all of we all are of you and um, it's very exciting thank you thank you Oh, I'm like getting emotional. I need to like, like control it. Calm down. Calm the storm. <laughs> listeners can follow Zoe on moon.zoe on mm-hmm. Instagram. And, Absolutely. you know, you never know where she may pop up. She tours all over this damn country. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do pop up. I'm a, well, I'm playing at Ohm Festival up in, um, just outside of Auckland on the 1st of January, I am playing that festival, and I'm really, really excited. I'm bringing my band up, and we have a really great set for that. And I'm going to be doing some fun festival slots next year that um, I'll announce on my socials. I'll announce on my Insta and my Facebook where I can be found. Um, as I've expressed in the song, I struggle with the social media, but like those seem to be ones that I can keep up with the best. Um, yes. We're talking about having yes. a TikTok, but you know, we'll see how we go. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's like, a struggle. I love being a consumer of TikToks. I don't know, but like literally, that's the only option. I know. I know. You know, it's a lot but of work. Hey, it's a lot of work. It's like having three jobs that you don't get paid for. Yeah, which we love. We love free labor. Oh, we do. It's, I mean, <laughs> why not? It's so much better than. Oh, I can't even say that with straight face. 
Oh, yeah, it's so much better <laughs> like, you know, human rights. It's great. Free labor, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <my> <laughs> I'm I saying outrageous well, things. <laughs> everyone, please go and stream in person tomorrow if you're listening to this on Thursday when the episode comes out. The video is hot, hot, hot. I'm sure you're seeing it all over your feeds. And thank you, Zoe, for joining me. Yes, Thanks and for sh- solo with and me. One question, one thing I have to shout out to Little Universe Productions to Pascalino Shala, who co-directed and DOP'd and edited and slaved over this video with me. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to him. He's my friend and collaborator. And I think we kid it. We did the damn thing, so I just I did have to shout out to him because otherwise I would have felt terrible because he worked so hard and did such a good job. (laughs) And shout out to NZ on Air for funding me because it kind of changed my life. Then that's great. (laughs) I can like make music. Yes, thank you. And stuff. (laughs) So thanks, guys. Please more. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would invite it. <laughs> um, but I do have some. A lot of yeah, I do have some other ends of air funded um, videos and singles coming out, so that's pretty cool stuff to look forward to. So cool. In anticipation well, you'll for. Just have to come back. Yeah, I just have to come back for the next single. Yeah, and Jason will be back, hopefully. Yay, I'll get to do one with Jason. I love Jason. Yay. That will be great. Thank you so much, Zoe. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Kick On. So much love. So much with love, Miss Moon. Bye.